Believe in yourself, push your limits, experience life, conquer goals, and be happy. Unknown author. Welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast show. I'm your host, Dr. Babs. I am a triple board certified family, obesity, and lifestyle medicine physician. I'm also the founder of my online holistic wellness company, Living at Your Finest. This podcast is devoted to helping my community to live at their finest by being empowered with the pillars of lifestyle medicine to nourish and flourish as a whole, vibrant, and healthy champion. It is estimated that 80% of lifestyle-related chronic diseases within our community are preventable. So it's about time that we change this narrative for the better. So join me and my guests as we share transformational and sustainable skill sets from our own health and wellness journey to support you and your families in achieving ultimate well-being. So I hope you're ready to live at your finest. Well, let's get to it. Hello, health champions. Welcome to the second year of the Living at Your Finest podcast show. I am so pleased that you are listening in. It's a new season. It's a new year. I am excited to include the video option of the podcast. I want to first of all thank you all for being uh, just a part of this community. Um, It's warmed my heart that you've listened in for all the downloads all over the world. I am grateful that we strive daily to live at our finest. So welcome back to another episode. This episode is one that is dear to my heart and I'm so grateful that I get a chance to speak about my experience running a marathon. So you see, I'm going to dive into why I decided to run a marathon. I'm going to talk about the training as well as the day of the marathon and lessons learned. So let's get started with why I decided to run a marathon. So I've always been that person that likes to challenge myself and always want to push the limit. But 26.2, I told myself that is just so much. I like to get things done fast. So that a marathon seems like forever. And I thought, what better way to challenge myself to to pursue something that I just really don't see how I can do it, especially being someone that gets bored easily, not fond of long distances. I want to be, I want to have it done and over. So like a three mile, six mile. But I thought, you know, something I want to do, it's been on my mind for many years. You know, I did a half marathon in 2019 and I wanted to close the circle. I thought a better way of doing this would probably be to do it outside of the country. Then the pandemic hit and I really couldn't say I wanted to do it run in Tanzania. I wanted to run in Zimbabwe because of the beautiful scenery and, and the animals. And I thought that that would be fun, but that didn't work out. And, you know, I've always known that, you know, you have goals and if the goals don't work according to plan, don't change the goals, just change the action. So I started looking for somewhere local that I don't have to travel or make it complicated. And then I found the Boston Bound Marathon in Atlanta. And I thought, okay, September 4th, not bad. And I registered sometime in May and I thought I would have enough time to train. Little did I know (laughs) that the training for a marathon was so crazy, so time consuming. So to say the least, I 
did not train as well as I would have loved to. I had a plan that I had downloaded online. I joined groups, but just so busy, never really, you know, engaged in the group. And I, I studied, you know, every now and then I would run, I would do something here and there. And then as I got to the last four weeks, I realized that, oh my goodness, this is really coming close. I thought about quitting so many times. I was hoping that something would happen and the weather, you know, they'll postpone it. But that didn't happen. So I kept trying to train, you know. And then I, you know, my unfortunately, my son took ill, brought a virus home. And then I was also down. And it wasn't clear to me if it was the virus or if it was just the training itself. Because the training is quite comprehensive. You would have to do easy runs. You would have to do long runs. And again, like you heard me say, I do not like run, long runs. I can't see myself actually running for hours nonstop when there's so much to do and places to go. So I always skipped my long runs. And when I got to the tail end, after I recovered, I realized I really have to do this because preparing, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And I didn't want to fail because my kids were all making fun of me at this point and said, why would you do that? Why would you sign up for a marathon? And I told myself, you know what? It's 26.2. There has to be a way. People that do it don't have two heads, right? There has to be a way that I can conquer it. So I had to start coming up with strategies in my head. Definitely did a lot of research. I found out that it made a difference when I started drinking electrolytes, um, clean electrolytes. That's nothing like added sugar, just minerals. It helped a a whole lot. I started stretching more. Uh, I broke it into chunks of five, every five and not looking at the big numbers, 26.2. So I broke it down. And so the last week I, you know, was able to get my act together and run. Although I didn't make the 20 that people usually say you should run before the marathon and begin to taper off. The longest I did was 13. And mind you, when I did the, uh, 13 miles in 2019, half a marathon, I finished that in two hours and 34 minutes. But the day I did my half marathon, four hours, I was not even back home yet. I was just like on that day, I said, what in the world am I doing? So I had to, you know, just remind myself of my why. Why am I doing this? I want to push my limits. I want to Pray true, pray a mile, uh, every mile, pray for a family member, pray for myself, um, go out of my comfort zone, um, learn not to be impatient, learn to be patient, you know, all of that. So I had to remind myself. And so I did the half and I had to be content with that, even though so there were periods where I felt like a failure. I was like, you didn't do this the way you really should. Um, it's going to backfire on me. But I just really had to submit and trust God that I was doing this for a good cause. So on the D-Day, oh my gosh, I started panicking because they said the race was going to close at 10.30 and we had an option of running, starting at 5.30 at 6 or 6.30. So initially I had signed up to start up at 6, but then because of the way my training went and how long it took me to do half a marathon, four hours, I realized, and again, it was a lot of heels and stuff. And going back to the training, because it was so difficult to find time to put it all in. There was a time that that one of my training days that I actually went out at night to run and everybody was so worried. So I went out at eight after I cooked dinner and settled everybody in. I went out at eight. 
And I think that was the day I was doing 10 miles and I didn't get back till about 10.30. My mom was worried. Everybody was worried. But I, I, you know, I was very mindful of the area where I went running. It was a well-lit area. And I was very mindful of my environment and my surrounding. Now, that night, didn't sleep too well. So that's why they usually say, don't exercise before bedtime. Because as soon as I got in, I took a shower and I went to bed. And that night was restless. Because there's a lot of adrenaline going on. You know, my body needs to be calm and ready for sleep. I was all hyper at that point. So I know never to do that again. So back to the... Race day. So I decided I was going to change my time to 5.30 because I was like, okay, 5.30 by 10.30, I should be done. I said it, you know, I called them. I asked them, I said, what's going to happen if I'm not done by 10.30? Um, they said, well, they're not going to leave us. We'll still get our medal. I was like, okay, no worries. So I started off. Now, my competition is me. I am my own competition. I my, Remember the, what I call the name of the race? Boston Bound Atlanta Marathon. So all the people I was running with, a majority of them were people trying so hard to make the, the number, the margin times um, time slot for, for the marathon, the Boston Marathon. So everybody went like, blew by. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I started off with praise, just thanking God for my life, reflecting on everything that I've been through, all my ups and downs, all the 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 mess and the and the and the message and the um, tribulations and the triumphs. I, I, it was just a reflective time. So the first five miles were ex- lovely. I told myself I was going to do it five, so I kept running. I was moving at a pace of eleven to twelve minutes. It was nice. It was good. I enjoyed it. And then when I stopped um, to take a break for the five, then to get back again, you know, it was a little struggle to, to, to get back again, but I continued. And at this point I was going like 12 mile, 12 minutes per mile. Uh, at this point I was doing specific prayers and then, you know, it started drizzling and I enjoyed that at first. I enjoyed it. It was cool. Um, but there was a lot, you know, there was a lot of mental work I had to do because at this point, I'm already getting tired at 10 miles. At 13 miles, I actually did really well. I accomplished my, I got to my 13 miles somewhere around two hours thereabout. I was moving at a steady pace. You know, I would run and then I will walk. I had in my mind where I would stop for a drink. You know, I was taking my electrolyte water. Of course, again, like I told you, I'd already researched how to fool myself during a marathon, right? So I needed to make sure I was told that for every 45 minutes there about we fill with carbs, you know, so I had everything set and oh my gosh, I had so many bananas. I, I don't think I've eaten that many bananas in a day, but the bananas are so delicious. Oh my gosh. It was so delicious. And so we, you know, just replenishing and it was wonderful. Now I kept going but then as I, I started getting tired, about 15 miles, I told myself I get another five to get to 20. I got to 20 and that was when everything just broke loose. My feet were hurting me so bad and I had to keep pushing and pushing. And it was a struggle to run and keep the pace. So I started moving at 18 to 19 minutes per mile. And I was looking at the time. I said, oh my goodness, it's almost time. It's almost 10.30. But I just knew... You know, my goal is to finish. I, I was really hoping that I would finish before they close out and start taking, you know, closing out the road so that the key, that the cars could pass. 
um, they, uh, what they had told us is that whoever hadn't finished at the point, they would move from the road to the pave, um, to the sidewalk. And I was like, okay, I was fine with that. But I kept going and then my feet were just hurting me more. And, you know, I started walking, praying, doing everything that I needed. I remember there was a mile and I was like, why in the world do people run a marathon? 26.2 as a physician, that is not encouraged. That is not good for the body. It's so much work. I was so mad with whoever came up with for the marathon but anyway I kept pushing on and pushing on 10 30 came I wasn't done felt like oh my gosh I wasn't sure I was gonna do it and um, there were still very few people most people had finished you know but I kept telling myself on my own like on my own competition the race is not for the swift right it's for the person that keeps moving um, life it's it's not a sprint it's a marathon so those things I kept saying. Thanks so much for joining me on today's episode of the Living at Your Finest podcast. My goal on this podcast is to empower, educate, and encourage you to take actionable steps to triumph at Living at Your Finest, body, mind, and spirit. Of note, the information provided here is for educational purposes and does not substitute for medical advice. Please discuss your health concerns with a licensed medical professional. In addition, the content here does not reflect those of any organization that I'm employed by or affiliated with. If you're in need of more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily, please join me on Facebook or YouTube at Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we learn and grow together. Friendly reminder to subscribe to iTunes if you haven't done so already. Share this podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review. I would love to hear from you. Now let's get back to today's episode. And so I kept, even in spite of how painful my feet were, but it felt like, so it wasn't even my legs, which was the funny part because they talk about when you hit the wall, it was not my legs. It wasn't anything. It wasn't even my shoulder. And I remember I was so afraid that I would get burns under my shoulder because it's a real thing in my armpits like when you're running the friction so I taken care of all of that that was not it that was not my my legs there was no cramp it was my feet it was horrible and I had really good shoes you know but it was just horrible it was paining me so bad so I started walking I would try to run again after like two miles I couldn't so I just kept walking I just kept walking I kept walking and I walked till I finally finished. I was like a little over six hours. My goal was really hoping to finish in five, but I'm just so grateful that I finished. And um, they waited. There was a particular lady, one of the volunteers. She was amazing. After the road opened up, she would cross, you know, watch for the cars and cross over to the to the sidewalk to give me water. I still had all my, you know, everything I needed, but I would take their water because I wasn't sure if they were all going to leave. So she would walk over and she said, you know, that she might not be able to run a marathon, but she can encourage. And oh my goodness, I really appreciated her. She was so sweet. I took a picture with her at the end. Oh my God, I was so wobbly at the, anytime I stopped even to grab water, I was like shaking. I was like shaking. The human body, it's, it's crazy what it can take. And uh, it's always mind over body. So I finished, I completed. And, you know, I gave everyone a hug, wobbly hug. I took my picture. Um, I think there was maybe two people. I, I was like, you know, two people after me. So we just kept encouraging each other. But yeah, so I finished and I could barely walk to the car. 
Uh, I did some stretches. I actually sat down in the car and was lying down and I realized that, no, I should stretch. But it was later I found out that you really should even do static stretches after a marathon. But anyway, I, I stretched because I didn't want to be in so much pain. Uh, and then I went to the hotel. It was, I just slept off. I ate, of course, needed to replenish all my glycogen that, <laughs> glycogen that had been used up. And I was so grateful that I finished. And I was so proud of myself. So thankful to God for the experience. My feet were still hurting. And so I slept, uh, let my family know that I was done. And, you know, it just made me realize that there was a lot that I learned during this period. So much, so much about myself. Um, I learned about the history of marathon race, how it started, how women couldn't run and then they could now run. I learned about how significant the Boston race is. Um, you know, I learned a lot. I, I, I learned how to refill our bodies with, you know, with carbs, with protein, with healthy fats. Oh, goodness. One of the lessons learned was eat crap, you're going to, you're going to do a crappy workout. So I really, you know, I'm a sweet tooth and I had to be very conscious of not eating sugary, useless added sugars and stick more to fruit. And that was great. I loved that. Um, do a lot of leafy greens, calcium. I don't do any cow products. So I do a lot of almond milks. So I did a lot of that. Lots of water. I stayed hydrated. Sleep. Oh my goodness. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Oh gosh. Yes. I had to prioritize sleep even more so now because for my body to heal, my muscles to heal, I needed to sleep. And every time I had a good sleep, my training was better. If I didn't sleep well, it was terrible. So definitely sleep was so important. I had to prioritize that. My nutrition, I had to minimize stress. I had to be focused. So I did a lot of like mindset work. So I did a lot of meditation, a lot of deep breathing. That was great. So a lot of lessons learned. Um, admire people that do the marathon. You know, I coach my son's cross-country team and I couldn't get back running. And I told my son that I had read that you actually have to wait it out for every mile. You wait out a day. So that's like 26 days. And he was like, no, mom, you're just kidding. You should be fine by now. But what really helped me recover well, so this was on Sunday. I, I was hurting the whole of Sunday. Monday it was a holiday. Um, you know, the Labor Day holiday. But I very that day I actually went to for sauna. I went to jacuzzi. The following day, which was Tuesday, I went for ice therapy, did some leg compression, and that really helped me. So by Wednesday, I was ready for clinic and I was walking normal and walking straight, but I didn't go back into running or, or training my son's cross-country team. Um, the plan is to start back on Sunday, just give myself time to heal, rest well. But in my culture, there's that adage that the body, that body no be firewood. And that just means that you really need to respect your body and give it what it needs. So I hope that you've been able to take something out of everything that I've said about my experience. It was a wonderful experience. Not one that I'm going to do again, though. Not one that I'm going to do again. 26.2 is a whole lot. So I've checked that box. Check. Click. So I've done that marathon, but kudos to all of you that run marathon. If you're thinking about doing it, there's nothing impossible. You can do it. You just got to set your mind and you have to have the right strategy. Right strategy will get you a long way. You got to narrow down on your nutrition, your sleep, your training, 
your community, every anything that everything that it will take, and of course your why. Why are you doing it? Because you know, I had I had to ask people that had run marathons and shout out to Bumi Alalade. Thank you so much for your advice. It was helpful. Thanks, my husband. Uh, they kept calling me, my mom, my my children, praying for me, um, hoping that I wouldn't give up or just say forget this. So I really appreciate all of you and all my friends, um, all of you that watched my videos, training videos on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you all so very much. I felt all your prayers. I felt every one of them. Thank you. So yeah. So what what is it that you want to challenge yourself with? What do you want to do that is outside of your comfort zone? You can do it. It is possible. You just have to set your mind to it. You have to set your mind to it. Know your why and make sure that you pursue it. All right, so until next time, I want you to remember that you deserve to live at your finest because you are worth it, right? You're worth being a whole person, you're worth being vibrant, and you're worth being healthy. So take care and God bless.